Calling all writers, this is a message for anyone who thinks that they can stump Joe with a story. Whether you could write a story that you think that Joe will think is true, or know of a story that's so ridiculous that he may think it's fake, please send them in to allegedly.podcast at gmail.com. And if your story is selected, at the very end of the podcast, we will give you credit once it's revealed to be either true or false. So please feel free to write us your stories or send us a true story at allegedly.podcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you. Hello and welcome back to Allegedly. My name is Alex and with me always is Joe. Hello. Today we have a quicker show format for you. Still keeping with the theme of space and space travel. I have a a couple of facts. Some are real and some are fake that I'm going to read to Joe and he's going to let me know what he thinks about them before I reveal which ones are true and which ones are false. Are you ready to go, Joe? Allegedly. Ah, legend. Oh, you gotta love consistency. (laughs) All right, so let's just jump right into this. First fact, a full NASA spacesuit costs $12 million. Oh, oh, that feels, that feels, I mean. Think about it. I I mean, does it cost as much as Ben Affleck in Armageddon? (laughs) Hold on. Hold on, wait. That's genius. I'm gonna look up the <laughs> like, cause that was right before Ben Affleck. I mean, became the uh, obviously Bruce Willis is taking all the cash from that movie. Oh my! But God. I feel Ben Affleck got about twelve mil for that. Okay, Ben Affleck's official net worth is a hundred and fifty million. That means <laughs> ten NASA spacesuits. Oh no, wait, more than that. It'd be like eleven. No, it'd be about twelve. Twelve NASA spacesuits. Because that's 144 million. <laughs> or one Ben Affleck. Or one Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this game now. Let's calculate all in Afflecks. Okay. Uh, so, but that's like four. That's like that's like four Casey Afflecks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, now I gotta oh. look. Matt Damon's net worth, because, I mean, frankly, I think I'd be disappointed if it's not more. You know, 170, $170 million. Okay. Whoa. So, yeah. Oh, so Damon's the gold standard, huh? Oh. Have you ever looked up Tom Cruise? Oh, that's got to be just like, probably like half a, a billion dollars. Yeah, he's $600 million. Oh. So God he's damn that crazy-eyed bastard. What, four? He's worth four Ben Afflecks? Like. Cruise is worth four Afflecks, dude. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, so, I mean, at the end of the day, though, $600 million, I mean, that's at least what? Again, I don't even know what the math is on that. I know, numbers are hard. Yeah. What was okay. the question again? <laughs> Six, 600, so we got we got a we got a cruise value, so we got 600. <laughs> is, is Tom Cruise, like, the metric fucking system? I, I like Afflecks. They're just the okay, okay. imperial. This is easy. <laughs> Right, a cruise is worth fifty NASA spacesuits. Ooh. So in order, I don't know in a weird way that almost sounds. I say yeah. I say a NASA spacesuit costs twelve mil. So you're you're gonna say fact? Yeah. 
It is a fact. So while the entire suit costs a cool $12 million, 70% of that cost is for the backpack and the control module. However, the spacesuits that were built were built, or the spacesuits that they were designing and we have and we use today were built in 1974. Wait, it's the if, same suit? Yeah. If we, like we just were crushed to, it? Yeah. If we were. <laughs> If we were to build, rebuild these suits or, uh, you know, compensate for inflation and all that, it'd be worth $150 million. So it jumped from being, you know, 12 suits to one Affleck. It's now a one-to-one ratio. NASA space suit. <laughs> I love how that math works. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Next fact. There are more trees on Earth than stars in the Milky Way. Oh, that sounds like a trick question. And that's just the Milky Way galaxy. Just the Milky Way, yes. Uh, so I'm assuming... I can't, that... I can't put an Affleck on this. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say... Tr- I, fuck it, true. It is true. Damn. There are about three trillion trees on planet Earth. And only about 100 to 400 billion stars in the Milky Way. Don't worry, we'll even up those numbers soon enough. Mankind, man. We'll truck it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, we can't create more stars, but by God, we can take down more create trees. Create less trees. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, the trees are not going to win this fight. <laughs> <laughs> Next fact. If two pieces of the same type of metal touch in space... They will bond and become permanently stuck together. Mm. Well, mm. the word bonding, something of welding, which obviously needs heat, since how there's no heat there. I'm going to say false. This one is actually true. What? This effect so is like, called. So when like satellites crash, they just become one big one? If it's the same kind of metal, yeah. So if, if two satellites made of the exact same material collided, and all those materials, like, touch, they would fuse together. So what you're saying is the next meteorite that's going to kill the planet is just going to be made up of all the fucking space junk we have out there. It's possible. So, so this effect is actually called cold welding. It happens because the atoms of the individual pieces of metal have no way of knowing that they are different pieces of metal. So it lumps and joins together. This wouldn't happen on Earth because there is air and water separating those pieces. The right. effect has a lot of implication for spacecraft construction and future of metal-based construction in vacuums. Literally, you could just you could transform or fucking morph some of these guys, like womp womp womp, and it just fuses into something else. Like if you wanted Whoa. to. As I wish long that as was the, the same kind of metal, though. I wish that was in that movie, fucking Gravity, when they're spinning around, just becomes a weird Cronenberg movie. <laughs> Cronenberg satellites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that honestly sounds like something that would, like, some horror movie where some satellite just conglomerates enough and then, like, a freak spark of life happens. And then it's like, I'm sentient satellite now. Like, some Star Trek shit. Oh, that's a way better Fantastic Four movie. (laughs) (laughs) They need to take notes. Disney needs to be taking notes on this. Next fact. During the height of the space race in 1960, NASA scientists realized that pens could not function in space. They needed to figure out another way the astronauts could write things down. So after spending 
years and millions of taxpayer dollars to develop a pen that could put ink to paper without gravity. So they, they threw a lot of right. money to R&D on this. Their Soviet counterparts at the same time simply handed their astronauts pencils. Uh, that sounds like <laughs> cuz like <laughs> I've watched enough of like the OG cinematic universe, meaning like all those space movies that don't actually connect but kind of take around like, you know, like the uh the good stuff, Apollo 13 and all that. <laughs> they all kind of interconnect and they're all about all about these cocky astronauts and like the scientists are always overthinking shit. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And like, but, and they didn't want to put windows in at first, but the astronaut was like, you know, we kind of might want to see space. <laughs> and then they had to develop a window. <laughs> well, here, here's a funny thing. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with true. Yeah. So this one is false. Oh. So they, the, there was a discussion on how they were going to do this. However, a private company came forward and did, did spend some, a good amount of money. I think it was a cool million. Right. It was one one hundred and fiftieth an Affleck that they spent <laughs> developing these pens. But the reason being is because pencils are both flammable and when the graphite breaks on a pencil, it actually can be dangerous in space because the graphite will literally just float around. So it can get into eyes, it can get into nasal what? and mouth passageways and destroy machinery. Whoa. Yeah, think about that. I, nobody like <laughs> You're sitting what, there with what? crack, <laughs> and you're like, oh, wait, guys, where did the graphite go? And it's just floating around. <laughs> Fucking, that's a PR nightmare for Ticonderoga there. <laughs> <laughs> Number two pencil kills five astronauts today. <laughs> so, so they did develop pens that could write in space, but there was a reason behind it, right? Gotcha. Soviet Union never handed them uh, pencils because they came to the same conclusion and developed their own. So it's all those little things you never think about. Like those early astronauts really were just guinea pigs. They really were. I Uh mean, it makes me think that like without going to space first, how would they have learned that? You know what I mean? Like all these. I want to know who the fuck found it out. (laughs) There's probably one guy that doesn't get credit. And he's just like in a board meeting and they're talking about like suction, you know, toilets and how people can poop in space. And he's just like, hey, guys, uh, if we write something and it breaks the pencil and it starts floating in space like that could like hurt somebody. And they're like, shut up, Greg. Right. You know, the fourth dude on the moon. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yep. Nobody cares. No one gives a shit think. about you. You're not even podium. Next fact. We currently have the technology necessary to send astronauts to another star system within a reasonable time span. The only problem is that such a mission would be so overwhelmingly expensive that it could bankrupt not only the United States, but possibly the world. Okay, what's a reasonable time frame? (laughs) Within our lifetime? Well, you're talking about – you're talking about sending people like – you know, hundreds of millions of light years away. Like, I guess light years is a time frame too. So, right, it's far, uh, really far. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with false. That one is false. Fucking a. So even even the unmanned Voyager spacecraft, which left our solar system years ago at a breathtaking 37,000 miles per hour, could take 76,000 years to reach the nearest star. 
because the distances involved are so vast, interstellar travel to another star within a practical time scale would require, among other things, the ability to move a vehicle at or near the speed of light beyond today's spacecraft, regardless of funding. So we right. just don't have the science. It's not that we don't have the money. We just don't have the science. Don't worry. Bezos will fix everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's 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 going to do it, man. Bezos and dude. OK, get this cold fusion or cold welding. What if Elon Musk <laughs> and Bezos fly their ships at the same time and they crash and they meld like the two of them fuse together to make like, you know, the perfect Elon world Bezos. overlord. Yeah. Yeah. Elon Bezos. Right. And then all oh. of a sudden, you know, they come down and they just like they're gliding down. It's like, what if they become like Dr. Manhattan from the watch? <laughs> right? And they're just like building just like a big blue ships. dick swinging. <laughs> yep. And they're just like ending wars and building spaceships and like, you know, pushing Dogecoin and like making online. <laughs> and stuff like that. It's fun. Yeah. Everyone works for less than minimum wage at a factory. It'll be rad. <laughs> Anybody that comes up with a complaint, they're just like, and they blow them up. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll write down a journal and I'll mail it to somebody eventually. Don't worry, Elon Bezos. Yeah. We got that's the biggest threat to you know mankind. <laughs> it's right and there. it's somehow more uh, likely than space travel. I feel. Yeah, I feel like there's a there's a cold welding possibility there. But... <laughs> All right, ne- next fact. Tatooine, Luke Skywalker's home planet in the Star Wars films, has two suns. What astronomers would call a binary star system, which is uh, what what Tatooine is. Right. Scientists have discovered recently that pa- planets really can form within such systems. So it's possible to have like a Tatooine with two suns. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, one, I mean, there's so many possibilities out there yeah i i don't see why not sure <laughs> so this one is true double stars nice. are binary systems are common in our milky way galaxy among the more than 100 new planets discovered in recent years some have been found with binary systems including 16 cygna b cygna that rolls b, off the tongue <laughs> and 55 cancri a i know okay I don't know terrible like names. does it see NASA's great and all, but they really need a creative PR team here. Their names suck. (laughs) They really do. So, but none of those planets have been found to be inhabitable. Planet can't possible. Possible, (laughs) but the planet would suck. You know, you drink blue milk (laughs) all day. You live in like sand huts. You have to deal with, you know, Tusken Raiders and shit. Like, so yeah, we'd just be mole people. (laughs) Yeah, essentially. All right, next fact. The basic premise of teleportation made famous in TV's Star Trek is theoretically sound. In fact, scientists have already teleported the quantum state of individual atoms from one location to another. Right. That's the thing they're doing. Where is it? Sweden? Whatever the God particle thing? You're, think, you're thinking a large hadron collider. Right. That's a different thing than this, right? Yeah. Yeah. That one okay. is their trying to find the god particle by smashing two things gotcha um you know what fuck it i say i think there's a weird weird enough people out there in like switzerland or something that's doing some crazy shit so this one is true as early as the late 1990s scientists have proved they could teleport data using photons but the photons were absorbed by whatever surface they struck so more recently 
physicist at the University of Innsbruck in Austria and at the National Institute of Standards and Technology in Boulder, Colorado, for the first time teleported individual atoms using the principle of quantum entanglement. Experts say that this technology eventually could enable us to the invention of super-fast quantum computers. However, the bad news is it's not true teleportion yet. They don't think that this is an avenue for us to teleport. We can send data exceedingly fast, but right, not actual individual bodies, not yet. Right. Yeah, that's right. I remember some, somebody was saying that like the possibility is like we could start sending like slices of meat to each other, like sandwich meat. And someone was saying that, like, this could help, like, world hunger. I, I don't know if it was true or not, but, like, that they're like, we might be able to send, like, a pound of ground beef eventually in the next 50 years or whatever. It's So they're working on it, and they the, that quantum computing, like, they, basically mm-hmm. what I read is it's like they, they found out that at a quantum level, all atoms are, like, tied together in some fashion, right? Right. And so... This this is going to be huge for communication because, you know, in order for us to communicate out to like if we were out by Pluto or something like that, you'd have to send some sort of transmission. Well, you know, radio waves move at the speed of light. That transmission could take however long the light takes to yeah. get yeah to get to Pluto. But they're saying that this communication method is actually faster, almost instantaneous. Whoa. Yeah. So they flip. They basically, you know. Well, see, I mean, one atom it happens to another atom. See, this is how the space junk's gonna collide. We're gonna forget about our satellites, start doing this, and they're eventually fucking Optimus Prime's gonna form out in fucking space. This is how it happens. It's gonna be bonkers, but hey, our internet's gonna be amazing. <laughs> like we're not even gonna notice because I'm gonna be watching so much fucking porn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so this this one is a quick one. Okay, the sun is yellow. Oh, uh, I feel you're being tricksies. Uh, Just saying, look in the sky, the sun is yellow. I think it's only yellow because we see it through our atmosphere. And so I think if you get out to space, it's a different color. So I'm going to say false. A different color than yellow? <laughs> yeah. No. yeah that's what the... <laughs> you're right. You're right. That is false. The sun is not yellow. It is the same effect why our skies appear blue. Because of how the the reflection on the water and the blue light actually gets trapped in our atmosphere. So it's the same principle that makes the sun its yellowish color. If you were to get into space and stupidly look directly into the sun, (laughs) it would actually be a white color. Right, because it's so hot. Well, it's it's just – it shoots out. Oh, it's not filtered. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's all the colors in one. Or is that the opposite? Is it no yeah, color? wait. That'd be the lack of color. Like, black's all the colors in one, right? But it has to. Something has to happen to bounce the light, and you know, there has to be some. So would it be black? No, it's technically white. No. So that's yeah. what my little fact sheet says. <laughs> the gases bend the light in an effect called Rayleigh scattering, which is also what makes the sky appear blue and causes sunsets to blaze into brilliant oranges and reds. Hey, if your fact sheet says it, I'm sure as fuck not going to look it up. I check this <laughs> at least twice. So I don't... <laughs> I'm sure if we're wrong, someone will scream at us. So yeah, we'll, we'll, okay. we'll know eventually. <laughs> I'll just be happy they're listening to us. So <laughs> right, Next week on Correction Corner. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> next one. There is no 
dark side of the moon. Right. There's just a side we can't see because of orbit. So it's like we just always see the same side, but that doesn't mean the other side's dark, right? Yeah, cause it orbits with us, right? So there would be right. no dark side of the moon. That's yeah, what that's what I was saying. That is actually true. There is no dark side of the moon. The other side that we don't see because it rotates with us does have lunar phases as well. It's just not one that we can see. Right. So if you're an astronaut and you walk on the other side, you're like, wow, this is just more moon. (laughs) There's yeah, there's not like there's not some there's not some, you know, invisible line where all of a sudden it's just dark. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, what the? No. Yeah. The sun because the sun's rays, they just go everywhere. So. Right. All right. All right. The moon was once a piece of the Earth. Yeah. Right. Right. Like that's the theory that like uh, like an asteroid hit it and it broke off. I'm going to go true. That is true. The theory that when Earth was a relatively young planet, it was struck by a giant object, and this collision broke a piece of the Earth away to create the moon. This piece then began to orbit the Earth as a result of its gravitational pull. So, Boom. Yeah. The, See, the moon I, I know some stuff Earth from time day. to time. Yeah, dude. Hey, we, we were – school learned us good. All right. Next fact. The sun is on fire. N- no, because it's on it's, – it's it's on fusion or Damn, something. Hey, I'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to uh reword this. Uh Joe is on fire because that is false. Woo! Yeah, dude. Despite its representation in pop culture and art, the sun isn't actually on fire. It is a big ball of gas, mostly nitrogen gas. The light and heat produced by the sun comes from its nuclear fusion reaction when two hydrogen atoms combine to form helium. While it might appear as a ball of fire, it's actually a really chaotic ball of uncontrollable fusion. Uh, sun. Boom! I think a grammar Nazi is going to get me on the whole on fusion thing, but whatever. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you are on nuclear fusion right now. Uh, call me the human torch. Call me the human nuclear fusion. Right. I was, yeah. so, so we don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, man, if we can get sued off of this thing, that means we, we actually have people listening to it. I know. So. Like, what, you know, Walt Disney's listening to it and like, God, these from guys his are cryogenic hilarious. take. <laughs> yeah, it's just like these guys are hilarious, but we got to sue the shit out of them. Right. We, <laughs> we got it. Yeah. Oh, I love that bit about Ben Affleck, but uh, Oh, see you in court. <laughs> Want to know how many Afflecks I'm worth? What's next to infinity, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Last fact. Pernicus first postulated that the sun was the center of the solar system. He was the first one to come up with this idea. No, Galileo was. Let's see, that, is that your official answer? I, I think Copernicus thought the Earth was the center of the universe. I think Galileo is the one that figured out the sun's the center of, oh, the universe. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I want to go. Yeah, no, I think Galileo figured out it was just our galaxy and Copernicus. Yeah, so I'll say true. This one is false. Fuck. Many, many of us were taught that in the 15th century, Nicholas Copernicus originated the idea of a heliocentric solar system where the sun is at the center of everything in orbit or everything orbits it, as opposed to a geocentric one where the Earth is at the center. In fact, it was a Greek named Hercules? <laughs> oh, obviously, yeah. Like her, her, Heraclides? That, that sounds Heraclides. <laughs> yeah, Heraclides. Yeah. Her- <laughs> Propose <laughs> such a model of the solar system some 18 to 19 centuries 
earlier. Copernicus contributed, or contribution was devising the math and running the numbers, assuming a heliocentric solar system that finally made the motion of the planets and other heavenly bodies make sense. So basically, he Copernicus made it popular because he proved it. This other right, guy so came up with the theory, right? Exactly. You know, shoulders of giants kind of thing and all that. Or cyclopses, obviously, as the Greeks would. So we figured this out, and then we devolved into dum-dums who thought the world was flat. And now we're... <laughs> <laughs> and then a few hundred years later, we figured, oh, maybe, maybe not. And now we're back to flat. So it's just... It's just a it's a reoccurring arc. Yeah, no, and then we'll find <laughs> out again that the sun is the solar it's like center of the solar system and the earth is <laughs> roundish, right? It's not a perfect sphere, just roundish. I have a uh, bonus fact for you now. Mm. Or the the twenty twenty two budget for America's Space Force, the United States Space Force. The best not- space force that will ever be a space force. <laughs> yes. Had a budget in 2022 for 1.2 billion dollars. And that's if you guys, of, that's a lot of that's a lot of Affleck. Yeah, I'm gonna run the Affleck number right now. So <laughs> one, two, divided by 150 Affleck. So it's one Affleck. That's eight Afflecks. Only eight? It's only eight Affleck. So that's pretty much Affleck. I'm gonna go. Yeah. And one cruise. Yeah, I have a feeling the 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 last president would have cheapskated on fucking space. So I would say true. <laughs> it is actually false. Oh. So the real number is let me run my conversions through. It's actually worth one hundred and thirteen point three Afflecks. That sounds about right. <laughs> or about seventeen billion dollars. Jeez. Which a- which actually comes out to being. 10% of the Air Force's budget, which is $173.5 billion. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it actually saw a $2, a $2 billion increase from 2021. Oh, so Space Force is the Affleck of the military? <laughs> and, like, and the Air Force is the fucking cruise? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Affleck. Always getting the shaft. So let's see here. So you got, right, first one, you got, there are more trees on the planet, right? You said mm-hmm. true. Two types of metal, you said false, so that was fake. Highest of the space race, you said it was true that NASA developed super super pens that cost millions. That one was false, you said it was true. Technology necessary to send astronauts, you said that one was true, or false. So you got that one right. Did you say the home planet for Star Wars? Yeah, I said, yeah, I said true on that one. You said true, so that one's right. Basic premise of teleportation, you said that one was true, so you got that one right. Sun is yellow, you got that one right. Earth is a piece of moon, got that one right. Sun is on fire, you said that one was right too. God, Copernicus, you got wrong, and then the budget, you got wrong. So, in all, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine right, and only three wrong. Woo! Out of twelve, let's see what your score is. Let's crunch these numbers here. Did you did you get a sweet Affleck? Let's hold on. Seventy five percent, Joe. You passed. I am an Affleck. Yay! You, are, you did it. You're palpable. <laughs> You're not the worst. The worst. You're a seven out of ten, Joe. You, well, actually, seven point five out of ten. Ooh. All right. I just wanted to make sure we close with that because we had to reflect. You did pretty good. You you did not 
the, my my false true false facts did not trip you up. Oh, it feel, it feels good. What do I win? You win. <laughs> you win an honorary Space Force badge. Uh, oh, oh, that's okay. <laughs> I guess right. I guess the joy of winning's enough. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm like you get it you get your space force wings Joe and you're like Meh, oh cool is, is that like the Nickelodeon award uh. you get slimed in a space force wings hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm an adult ah <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. why did I even enter this and that was the allegedly podcast hope you enjoyed. Hopefully a little bit shorter episode today. Join us next Monday for our longer format again. Uh, and you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you find fine podcasting. <laughs>